It wasn't all that long ago that I got to thinking what happens to those artifacts we create when we die. Again, this sounds kind of morbid, but I was up in the Himalayas and going through some well, a journey of self-discovery and erstwhile healing. And around that time, my buddy Michael Lewis and I began a conversation about a dude named Foster who died shortly after high school. He was the smartest kid in high school. I didn't know him, but I knew of him. And he died in a, well, a nonsensical way of an overdose. But before all that, Michael and him had recorded some songs. Michael on his first guitar and Foster riffing some poetry. So lying on a treatment table after a steam box and (laughs) other unseemly treatments. I wrote the following words, sent them to Michael. He put some guitar and some drums, modified the words a little bit to arrange the phrasing, as it were. Uh, So I'm going to play that song for you. Then I'm going to jump in and maybe read a longer version of the thing, because, you know, like Bob Dylan writing Desolation Row, I had to write like 20 verses. Here's Wildflower. Share this. Podcast. 
equally cynical about magic, myths, and cults. Check your religion elsewhere, I say, unless it's about happiness. But every once in a while, I'll catch in a shimmering eye of an elder mountain lady or a wizened grizzled father. I'll notice your mischievous gleam, seeking intelligence, and think reincarnation might not be what we think. You don't come back as a baby, a Persian cat, or a secret cow. Instead, we are added to something bigger than ourselves, another log on a funeral pyre. Sparks of you glint forever, illuminating something strange, like spores inoculating an old-growth root or lightning when there is no rain. You were the smartest kid in high school, verified by federal agents. A useless accolade you discovered and sought a slanting tangent. Eschewed all the scholarships, bored by any constraint, split westward like we all dreamed and landed in the hate. You didn't mean to leave, per se, but no one took you away. You charted your own course regardless of consequence. A quick neighborhood update. The horse kicked others besides you, found in gas station bathroom stalls, still and already turning blue. I'm not sure what you were lacking or seeking with your experiment. It's not on me to judge, my friend, only to share this brief lament. I'd go to visit your gravesite, but I'd waste a precious hour. You don't belong in a flat mown lawn when you are a wildflower. Don't need to pour one out for you or leave a fat run rolled. I'll just light the signal fires and make sure your story is told. So in the song, Michael sang about recording some cassettes in his parents' basement. So somewhere those cassettes exist, the same way that maybe that band you had in junior high had a cassette, or, you know, an MP3 or something recorded on the phone. Anyway, those memories seem, well, they're not memories when we're making them. Those creations when we make them sometimes seem a little nonsensical, like we can always do it better. The second take, the twelfth take, we'll do something better in five years. Well, you know what? Sometimes that five years from now doesn't really exist. So those things are kind of precious in a long, uh, in a, saying a long thing <laughs> short. Nostalgia is a powerful drug, but it's not about nostalgia. It's about personal archaeology. Uh, all of us have that shoebox, uh, and it's worth preserving, I think. Now, uh, Foster Harrison died in uh, before the advent of the consumer internet and as such is hardly a record of him at all. Uh, I didn't know Foster personally, but I knew about him. He became kind of famous because he got a perfect score on the SATs, that uh, US college test. And the part that I read after uh, Michael's song, uh, verified by federal agents, they made him rewrite the test because they were so sure that he cheated because he was a long hair weirdo. And I had just moved to Utah and saw an article in my mom's People magazine or something that was talking about kids who had a perfect score on the SATs, and I saw this long hair 
kid that lived and I was like what so we were a half a degree of separation apart but I didn't uh I didn't know him but I did track down where his grave is so next time in Utah well maybe I will go spend an hour despite the lyric spend an hour at his grave and well I won't leave a fat one roll I'll burn it down right there how's that for you Foster so he's a big inspiration to a lot of people. Uh, we're also on a quest. Well, I've encouraged uh, Michael to consider this a quest of contacting his parents and seeing if there is some artifacts like said cassette tape available for, uh, you know, holding on to, listening, seeing what it is, seeing if it exists, because we are the stories that we tell, and without those, we just sort of vanish into, uh, into history. And I don't really care what your views are about the afterlife. As I said in my little spiel there, uh, we don't know what reincarnation is. Uh, how do we know this isn't the afterlife? But I've said that before. Uh, anyway, since we're here, and I've got the windows open here in southern Sri Lanka, uh, where that song was written in Nepal. It's like the Sri Lankans and the Nepalis are like cousins. They're both on either side of India. But they, they don't know each other. They don't know that they're cousins. They don't, they don't talk. They should get together, I think. Uh, talk about Buddha and so on. Anyway, may I read you one more? Since we're here. Occasionally free. My half-life is the better part of me, but it's up to you entirely which half you want to see. Stolen library books or loud guitars, I exist somewhere in between. Diamonds and dungarees, top floor hotels or flop house squats or a middle path on a train or out to sea. Weirdness follows along wherever I wander and roam. Tiniest palm islands or festival jamborees. Trails up mountains without a map trying to get lost. Cities with no language, means or currency. My skills are entirely impractical, sitting in patio cafes, writing letters to loves I never knew, and drinking watery tea. I've minted banknotes on vellum, carved ink stamps in balsa wood, manufactured clandestine postage stamps printed in Singapore. Who will you choose when we meet out here on the globe? Will you recognize my face as a friend or consider me an enemy? Three miles sideways, just a couple of pals, perhaps a lover and a best friend, rotating walk-on characters in a dramatic documentary comedy. How will you cast me in yours if I perform well in the required auditions? Scars from stingrays, a list of broken bones, initial carved on noble trees, scrapbooks full of secrets. I've heard of something called a home, but I'm not sure where I left it. You ask me where I'm from, I ask you where we are. Observe the world with binoculars, but a monocle shows more clear, usually hidden behind dark glasses to hide my joyful tears. Shortwave radio brings me news from a decade or four ago. Explorers gone before me, charting meandering paths, pointing the longest way to warmth and mystery. Maybe I can be the one who inspires or perhaps breaks you out of every day. You are whoever you choose, as though I know, when reality suggests I know a little except how to be occasionally free. Oh, indeed, lovely folks. Together, we journeyed far and wide around the world, collecting little bits of audio and inspiration, patching them all together for your amusement and enjoyment. 
and introspection. You see, I often think about uh, you know, this idea that we're all unique, and no matter how unique of a character you are, even uh, our subject, Foster, you know, your mom always told you you're one in a million. That means just in America, there's 350 other people that are just like you. How many more is that in the world? My math isn't that strong to divide into the billions. But I do encourage you to travel and wander wide to find your international doppelgangers. Sometimes they're a little hard to recognize, so you must look closely. You know, not all snowflakes are unique. There's only a set number of variables, just like we humans. But we do all have unique stories, so I do encourage you to keep your stories of you and your kin and your loved ones preserved and alive for the future versions of you. That is your postcard from Gravelly Beach, fondly, comma, Dave.